In this podcast series presented by Boss, we journey into the lives of inspiring creators, artists, and athletes, unearthing the pivotal moments that shape them into the unique bosses and leaders that they are today. Join us as we go behind the boss. In this episode, I meet Willie Maldonado, co-founder of Milk Studios in Los Angeles. We dive into his world to get an inside scoop on all things LA, why accepting personal defeat can be a good thing and more. Willie, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thank you. Good. You are known for being a true Los Angelino, is that how I say it? You are. Sure. Cut you and you bleed LA, is that yeah, true? for well, sure. Tell me a bit about being Mr. Be- LA. <laughs> being Mr. LA. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's just LA, it's a, it's, it's a difficult place to get it right for yeah. people that aren't here, you know, that aren't from here. Yeah. You know, and also... Uh, you have to be here for a while to really understand it. Yeah. And really kind of see all the different kind of like, uh, you know, times that it's gone through. Because mm-hmm. it, it really it really has changed. Yeah. You have seen areas and everything change in the time that, that you've been here. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, yeah, but like like the rest of the world also, it kind of changes with it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like what's what's so great about it. Somehow... You know, it feels like it's 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 in some way um, connected to everything because mm. you know it just seems like people all want to be here. They want a little piece of it. Yeah. You know? Let's just talk a bit about your childhood. Where did you grow up? And- yeah, I grew up in Laurel Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the early seventies. You know, it was kind of like a, like a hippie kid. You know, yeah. living up in Laurel Canyon with uh, you know people that were all in entertainment and kind of liberal open you know views on things and yeah. you know when i was a kid we used to uh we used to, i used to ride a moped down to the sunset strip to uh you know go see a gig at the starwood mm-hmm. what was la like then it was definitely more dangerous than what it is now mm-hmm. i have to say everyone's all you know like a lot of times people are always talking about things they always refer to like oh that place was great back then mm-hmm. and i always say you know la is la is the best now mm-hmm. it really is you know, just there's more more things to do, more people here. I, I think it's great. But anyways, back then it was, you know, it was you had to work a little harder to be social and have fun, you know. You had no no cell phones. Mm. I mean, I was here before MTV. You had to go and you you know, if you wanted to see a you know, a rock star, you want you had to actually go to a gig, go to yeah. a concert and get out. It was fun. It was great. It was definitely fun to grow up here. Yeah. So can you comment on the difference between Los Angeles and New York. New York is, first of all, New York is the best city in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you. After all that. It's just fascinating. Yeah. You know, it really is. You just, New York is just socially rich, you know? Mm. I don't know. It's it's hard. Because now LA LA is changing, you know? LA is catching up, you know, with a lot of things. Yeah. To me, it's like this vacation spot where you can work. There's definitely some type of sense here mm. of, you know, it's weather and luxury. Whenever people are talking about, whenever people ever people are talking about LA, somehow there's always a little weather or some little luxury element mm. kind of mentioned in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Before you kind of went on your career journey, was there any advice anyone gave you when you were younger that's like really stuck with you? I mean, my parents were always, like, really supportive, you know, mm-hmm. but they were, like, very open-minded and liberal. But mm-hmm. really, kind of the direction is, look, we support whatever you want to do, but make sure that you're really good at it. Mm. And I kind of always felt that way, 
you know, that whatever path you choose, just try to really be great at it. Mm. You know, I can never understand people like why you'd want to go to work the next day and just like be mediocre or not try to be the best. I mean, it just seems really, it seems kind of boring to try to be great at something. It just yeah. makes, it, makes it so much more interesting. What was your first camera? Did you get a camera when you were a kid? Yeah. What happened when I was growing up, we actually had a dark room um, in our house oh, as wow. a kid growing up. Yeah. yeah. My mom was a photographer, mm-hmm. not a professional photographer, but anyway, she used to go to Europe every year and she'd take a little Nikon mm-hmm. and she'd go and take, take all these pictures, bring them back after a trip, develop mm. her own film in a dark room in our garage, yeah. make prints and everything. Cool. So I always like, when I was super young, I always knew about photography. I could you know, go in the dark room and develop yeah. film and yeah. all these things. So my mom gave me her Nikon. She had a Nikon. She kind of moved up. She went on to a Leica. It's mm-hmm. a much quieter camera. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she gave me her Nikon, and that's what kind of started. What did you shoot? You know, I had this really pretty girlfriend, you know? Yeah. So you just take pictures. <laughs> That'll <of> do it. <laughs> yeah. usually, photo- usually for a lot of photographers, it all starts kind of like, you know, with taking pictures of the girl. Yeah. That's how I kind of started it, but Really, what happened with photography in me is I always knew how to take pictures Mm -hmm. and knew how to be a photographer. And it was kind of like it was a way to try to, like, get into the entertainment business in some way. Yeah. I kind of, like, I grew up, you know, in Laurel Canyon and around people that were in the entertainment business. And at a certain point in my life, I kind of decided, you know what? That's the business I want to be in. Yeah. Photography was kind of like, in a way, it was the easiest route for me. Yeah. You know, I already knew how to, I knew how to do it. Did you do a lot of kind of creating the theater? Were there themes in your work that were like more fantastical or? You know, later on in my photography, I really got into it in a technical way. Mm. And I really loved Mm. to do beauty lighting. I loved to like really work the technique and be great at, at the lighting. Yeah. This is a very um, kind of like a Los Angeles thing. People in LA, it's all aesthetic and the technique and the mm-hmm. process, you yeah. know. We're not as like socially en- as, as enriched as, you know, the New Yorkers, it's more the narrative. <laughs> they work on the story and the yeah. narrative. I think there's a time and a place for each of those yeah. things. Were you looking at what work other photographers were doing or did you have sure. other inspirations? Yeah, I used to look at Helmut Newton. That mm. was like... That was like mm. the God. Helmut Newton was like the inspiration. Yeah. There was a time also where Herb Ritz was kind of like coming up and like really just being, you know, like the biggest kind of like photographer. Yeah. For a while there, LA was for photography wasn't so much considered as like a photography town. People would come here, shoot commercials, and this is where a lot of directors came from. Really the photographers were coming out of New York or yeah. Europe. How did you go from being a kind of excited photographer into setting up milk what happened was i was a photographer in la yeah i was shooting fashion yeah you know and i thought i was like this mr fashion photographer i thought i was kind of like a like a hot shot because there weren't really fashion photographers so much here there were more like celebrity photographers yeah so i went to new york Mm -hmm. you know thinking all right look I'm going to make it. This is it. I'm going to make it in New York. I'm going to be a fashion photographer. Yeah. You know, I had this 10-page story in Spanish Vogue. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take my fashion story and I'm going to make it. The first day, Mm -hmm. the first night I get to New York, I'm having dinner on 6th Avenue at Bar PT, and I meet this guy. His name's Mazdak Rossi. Mm -hmm. And uh, he tells me, hey, I'm opening up a photo studio. And I'm like, well, I'm a photographer. 
So he shows me this big, huge building and the meatpacking. Yeah. And this is when the meatpacking area was just- Packing meat, that's yeah, it. Yeah, packing meat. I mean, blood <laughs> in the streets, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I kind of like was, you know, trying to give him some advice about, you know, how to design a photo studio. Yeah. Because I'd been around photography at that point when I moved to New York for a yeah. long time. So we kind of like laid out this studio in this incredible building and he really ran with it. He, mm. he, he ran with the studio and opened Milk Studios in New York yeah. um, for 10 years. I ended up, my photography dreams in New York <laughs> were shattered. I ran back. I ran back to LA yeah. and took pictures there. What happened was I really fell into photography, yeah. like kind of like by by default. Yeah. You know, it's because I knew I, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. What I really wanted to do, my dream was always to be in hospitality. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to be the guy at a restaurant. You know, yeah. I wanted to be the guy that says, you know, hey, I've got your table ready. You know, come on. Yeah, in. the you guy. Know? Like I don't wanted to be the man. Yeah. So anyways, what I didn't realize at the time when I met Rossi, who started the first Milk, what I didn't realize that we were gonna do a Milk Studios in LA yeah, yeah. 10 years later. Mm. And that's really kind of like how it came to fruition. You know, uh, Milk Studios in New York, he was big on the culture. Mm -hmm. It's not about a photo studio. It's about the culture of the people that work there. Yeah. This was really his magic. I'm from LA. I'm like, you know what? I'm about luxury, service. I always wanted yeah. to be in hospitality. That was really kind of my dream. Mm -hmm. And growing up here also, I, um, I understood people in the entertainment industry. Mm. I really understood what celebrities like. Through being a photographer, I knew what the photographer likes. I really yeah. understood all the little nuances mm. of people that work on this. My journey to New York really became an opportunity, yeah. which that's what New York usually does end up being for the studio here in LA. Milk is a lot more than just a studio space. Can you just talk about the other creative endeavors that happen there? Milk has a whole, you know, it's got a, we have a creative agency mm -hmm. that's all part of it. Um, and we have all these other services that are all related to photography and film and mm. cinema and Things kind of change, you yeah. know? People aren't just to, taking, you know, a still picture like they were when, when we started. Yeah. People have so many different needs for all different medias and everything. We're providing this incredible environment, kind of like, I always, you know, kind of call it like the most beautiful blank canvas. Yeah. We want to have a place that encourages people's creativity, mm. but also it's very delicate. You know, I don't want to encroach my own creativity and my mm -hmm. own influence on them, uh, you know, because they need a place where they can actually, you know, think. Yeah. I always tell people, I say, look, you know, we don't want too many, it's not, this is not a forest. What does that mean? It's like a forest <laughs> has all these trees, yeah. you know, you, sometimes you got to keep the trees cut down, yeah. you know, you got to, things have to be a little bit more open so people kind of can bring in their creative ideas. You have to take into consideration all the people that work there. Mm. You know, it used to be, I don't know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago, the photographer was God and a photo studio was made for the photographer. Yeah. Now with everything being so kind of like things are talent driven, mm. you know, we have people that come and they shoot, you know, they shoot at Milk. They live in a beautiful house up in Bel Air or something. They come, mm. they come down there to, to shoot. You know, they, they shouldn't be sitting 
at a at a table with a bunch of, you know, these light bulbs kind of like a makeup counter with yeah, yeah, light yeah. bulbs screwed into it, you know? <laughs> they just left they just left their beautiful house. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just give them a gorgeous makeup counter mm. where they can just feel at ease and they can feel like, you know what? This is what I'm used to. Yeah, I just yeah, left yeah. my house. Yeah. And now I'm here working and guess what? It's exactly at the same level. Yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to do at all the different levels. Yeah. For all the different, the, the makeup artist, the photographer, the, you know, the photo assistant, the digital tech, everyone is supposed to feel like, hey, I've arrived. This place is as professional as I am. Mm. You know, it's supposed to be uplifting. To just tell me a bit about the culture at Milk, because I've heard it's, you know, the culture is everything mm. in Milk. It really, when it first started as a photo studio, mm. we didn't have the biggest space. We were in a building on the eighth floor. You know, for photographers, it wasn't considered to be the best place. Mm. So the way the way we won people over mm. is through our culture. Mm. And we were like, you know, we got to be with the cool kids. Yeah. This has to be like, a, have a sense of family, a sense of community. The people that work there, they ha- need to feel like they're, they're part of a family and a community. Yeah. We really didn't focus on photography and a mm. studio. Mm. It was really all, all about the culture of it. We were into like snowboard culture, skate culture, all these different, you know, things. We were into, you know, it was more about, you know, a jam room and having fun and yeah. just kind of like developing a community. Mm. Now in LA, what happened was we had the space. So it became a different scenario. Yeah. So really what it was, was you didn't want someone to come over there and say, you know what? That's a beautiful space. You have the best place, but you know, the people suck. Mm. So it was kind of like being the pretty girl and defending yourself, you know? <laughs> like you had to show personality. Yeah. You know, that was kind of like, you know, mm. you had to show people that look, yes, the place is beautiful, but it's the people. Mm. You know, we're smart, we're interesting, and we're great at our job. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like yeah. the the thing. It can't just be like, oh, look at the place, you know, and that's it. So it's so now, you know, the biggest compliment that we get is when someone says, you know, oh my God, I came to Milk, I shot there. It was amazing. And, you know, the place is great. And then they say, you know what? It's not the place. Guess what? Those people that, you know, we worked with, they were really the star. Anyways, culture is always number one. Yeah. Can you tell us about any super exciting or fun events that you've had at Milk that stick out? In your memory? You know, for a while I was doing, and I'm going to do one soon, I was doing all these incredible dinners with Olivier Zam, who owns Mm -hmm. Purple Magazine. Mm -hmm. And we were doing these dinners with a table of 50 people. And him and I just became like, it was like, it's like the greatest partnership. Yeah. It turns out that we have like a similar, our parents are very similar. Mm -hmm. I grew up, my parents were philosophers Mm. at a certain time. And he was telling me that when he was growing up that his parents were philosophers also. And the way him and I look at curating people and putting Mm. different people together, Mm. it's incredible. We we just look at things the same way. Mm. You know, it's not so much, let's just get the fabulous people. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know what's fabulous? Mm -hmm. Putting everyone together. Yeah. 
him and I together have had these like amazing dinners that have turned into parties and things. And and then at Milk, you know, we've had performances, Alicia Keys, mm-hmm. you know, we had we had Diana Ross perform that wow. one time. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of marks. We had, you know, Kanye West one time, he at the last minute, mm-hmm. he decides to do his Sunday service at Milk. Wow. You know, he's very good friends with one of the owners. And yeah. uh it was just, you know, there was been have been a lot of magical moments. Phenomenal. You know, and I can remember, you know, one of my dear friends, Wes Lang, he's a, he's a really great artist. So we decided we're going to do an exhibition of his work. Yeah. You know, so, and we're going to do it outside. We have this big travertine plaza. So we decide, okay, we're going we're gonna to show his work. But you know what we're going to do? We're just going to put some nails in the travertine mm-hmm. and just throw up his paintings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something totally different. We're not showing art like, a, like you would show it in a gallery. Yeah. So anyways, it was incredible. We had people, we had people, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they show up to this little art thing we have, but they show up, it's like, it's date night. Yeah. You know, date night at Milk. <laughs> date night at Milk with yeah, Beyonce and just, Jay-Z. Just, uh, so just tell me about um, what of your personality traits have helped you get where you are today. Okay, okay, let's see. Personality traits... I mean, I don't have a person. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just humor. I love people. I don't know. Yeah. It's just this kind of like this L.A. kind of, you know, I'm just a happy person. Yeah. I don't know. I really, truly love people. You do you seem know? to have like a lust for just, life. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's probably, you know, I don't know, a charmed upbringing or something. It just really has kind of like got me through things. Yeah, I but I, I think there's something about being a true Angelino. Yeah. It's like you've you've it, it's in your bones. Yeah, probably. I mean, I you know when I talk to people that are that aren't from here, they always tell me like you know you just don't look at things the way the rest of mm. people really do. You're kind of a little you know la la. <laughs> you know you are little, the la la and la la la. Too happy, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But you're I, just everything is very like as a matter of fact. You're not impressed, you mm. know, or something. I don't know. Mm. I mean. You know what? An anecdote that somebody told me that that I was thinking about. One time I was at a dinner and there was a woman. I was at a dinner at this place called Morton's. It was a famous celebrity hangout. Mm-hmm. It's where they actually had the Vanity Fair party mm-hmm. when it was like a really big deal. Yeah. So anyways, I'm there at a big dinner and there's a woman, Suzanne DePass. Suzanne DePass was an A&R person. She used to work with Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. And she worked with the Jacksons, with all the Motown artists. And then she moved on and she became this huge television producer. I'm, I, I think I was in my 20s. I'm at this dinner table. And, you know, like a lot of 20-year-olds, I was very confident and very judgmental. Mm. And I was making some, some judgmental comments. And she just looked at me, you know, table of 15 people. I'm the least important person at the Mm. table. And she just looks at me and she just says, Willie, you know, calls me out across the table and says, you know, the universe does not respond to negative things. It only responds to positive things. Mm. Always be positive. Mm. I mean, the woman called me out. I'm I'm (laughs) telling you the story. This is a long time ago. Yeah. And you know what? I I just, I think she's right. Yeah. You know, so. But I can feel that in your answers. You're like, this is the, we're sunny side up. Yeah. Has there been any obstacles on your path that have helped, have taught you a lesson? Any obstacles? Yeah, what obstacles have you overcome? Just, I look at things in such a selective way, you know, Mm -hmm. always look at things positive, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
I arrived to New York to be a photographer. I thought I was, you know, gonna, gonna, uh, you know, take take it by storm, you know. And I'm sitting there, and you know, I've got these pictures of these be- beauty pictures. And meanwhile, mm. like everyone's taking these photographs that are like uh, that time it was like heroin chic was the style that right, people were yeah. doing. And I was like, mm. this is not working right here. Mm. But I meet these people. And we end up doing a whole project, you know, the Milk Studios so much later. So I I always just look at like, you never really know what opportunities are right there. Yeah. You know, it may seem like there's there's something that's kind of like shooting you down, but there's there's just some there's something else that's right in front of you. Was the hardest part of your career when you realized that the kind of photographer you were wasn't for sure. R- rippling out in the way you wanted it to. It was yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah. You know, you don't know. Like you're asking yourself, do you do what you do? Yeah. Do you change. You, you know, I think I think that's shake. I think that's something that like people ask themselves all the time. Do I just be myself? Yeah. Or do I change? That's a big one. Yeah. I say be yourself, you know. <laughs> Let the change. world change around. <laughs> Let the world change around you. You know? I don't, I don't. Just be patient. Yeah, well, I just think there's one of those things that it's like you want to be able to adapt without losing yourself. Yeah. When you're working and you're working within your passion of mm-hmm. what you really want to do, mm. that's how you're going to be the best. Yeah. I don't think you can really be that great if it's, you're not that passionate about something. That's cool. Speaking of your own photography, is there an image that you shot that you still love? I used to shoot at this airport that I used to take all these like very like kind of like post, you know, very modern photographs. Mm. It wasn't just any one image. It was like kind of like a series of photos that I was kind of like known for yeah. that I really like. I used to at one time, I used to be the photographer for the Jackson family. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I used to take all these different pictures of them and stuff. And it was around, like, a really interesting time. And there was definitely some pictures of Michael Jackson that I shot mm. that were incredible. And just, you know, it was kind of, like, around some things that I thought were 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 interesting. Do you have a lot of your prints up at home? My house is all the artist photography, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But it's not my photography. Interesting. It's actually... Other photographers, and I know all of them, and I kind of have a thing about art, you know? A lot of times I always like to kind of like really love the artist. Yeah, you know? So when I look at the picture, I kind of like, or I look at the art, I always see kind of like, I always see beyond the art. Yeah. You know, and it reminds me of the person also. Uh, What do you think of the kind of next generation of photographers coming up? They're incredible. Yeah. I mean, I like the next generation of people and just, you know... I think they're just better than all of us. Mm. With photography, I don't know if all of them work as hard as we as you know, yeah. the old the old school guys shooting on film, you know, just a lot of the young ones, you know, they're thinking a lot more of, you know, what they're taking a picture of and not mm-hmm. all the technique. Yeah. You know, so you know, they have the luxury. They've got a, an iPhone. They've got, yeah. all, you know, I kind of, but a lot of it's coming back. A lot of the new younger generation of photographers, they're starting to use film. Yeah. You know, so it, things are definitely, definitely changing. Do you think that's good that things are back to more sort of analog ways of seeing? I think it's good because it slows the process down. Mm. And when you slow the process down, a lot of times 
you make people think about what they're actually saying and doing. Mm. And then things don't become so instant, mm. you know? I think in the long run that I think they're going to get longer lasting images. Yeah. I assume you notice more when you slow down. Yeah. Who were some of the most interesting people you've met on your journey? Are there any standout stories? There's a photographer named Jeff Wall mm-hmm. who's pretty incredible. Yeah. and uh, I'm a huge fan of Jeff Wall. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, wow. I don't have any in my house. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> have a, you don't have a light box yeah, no, sitting up no, there, uh, you know. No. Yeah. Um, anyways, he really, he really made an impact on me mm. and everything, you know, and just, you know, because I respect him as a photographer and I remember he, he did a shootout here, you know, and I was helping him with certain things and mm. everything. And he just, you know, he says to me, he goes, you know, the magic of milk. And I'm like, did Jeff Wall just tell me wow. that we are magical, you know? I'm like, mm. that is just a comp, that is just beyond a compliment. Coming True. from him. I mean, truly. <laughs> <laughs> and what's next for Milk? What's the future? We have a brand new studio that we're opening, mm-hmm. and it's going to be kind of, it's going to be twice as impressive mm-hmm. as LA, and it's going to be in New York. Great. Um, and, you know, it's going to have, it's going to have a lot of things like more sound stages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we noticed that this whole business is kind of, you know, it's, it's changing. Mm. You know, motion is such a large part of it. Yeah. So it's definitely going to, you know, favor, favor more cinema and all these types of things. On that note, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Behind the Boss with your host, that's me, Raven Smith. If you want to find out more about what it takes to be a boss and the stories behind the inspirational figures of today, make sure to tune in.